What's going on, everybody, and welcome back for episode 35 of Hit the Books podcast. Normal episode this week after some technical difficulties last week, our associate producer Craig messed up and didn't record the episode properly. But this week we got NFL, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, lots of good stuff, including our NHL card being up big throughout the playoffs, up almost 16 units, going 26 and 11 in the playoffs. Keep an eye out for those picks daily. Let's introduce my co-host, Tyler Huffnagel and Michael Mackey. Mackey, start us off. What's going on? Your Rangers are still in the playoffs. What else you got? Yeah, uh, you know, it's deep into the second round here, and it's always nice when your team's still alive, tying the series up. So, honestly, NHL playoffs have just been great. It's a lot to talk about in the NHL playoffs. This card is just, I mean, we're up 16 units in the playoffs, and what's that, a month? I mean, this isn't normal, what we're doing, so... If you're not if you're not taking our picks now, you should pr- probably get on that because we're hitting at an insane rate. So, yeah, Huff, what's been up? Going on, everyone. Happy to be back. As Jesse said, yeah, tough tough situation last week with what happened with the episode, but um, we're back this week. And as Mackie said, NHL card is on fire. Tough night last night with the Flames, uh, going a little heavy on them, three units being plus money. We were looking to kind of go big there, but. Uh, Oilers end up covering the puck line. We had Flames minus one and a half on the alternate, but you know, like you said, still up almost 16 units tonight. We have the Avs in regulation up 3-1 right now, so uh, looking pretty good tonight. And excited to get into it. A lot going on. Yeah, your Rangers still into it after that little tough start to the series they had. But you know, Carolina's good at home. They're right back into it. We'll get into that series in a little bit. But yeah, going on. Let's get right into it. Yes, sir. Let's jump right in. Let's start with some NFL. Huff put down a good point here. Pepsi will no longer be the Super Bowl halftime show's title sponsor. Plan to continue to have a strong presence in the NFL through sponsorships with teams and players. I think that's kind of interesting. So when I put this down, I didn't see anything about who's going to be the next one, but I don't know. I'd be kind of – it's going to be like Chevy or, you know what I mean, Ford, like one of those. It's definitely going to be like a car company, something like that. Yeah, but I, I, I just, actually didn't I was, see this though. I was gonna say what I was leading to is I don't think that they would let it be a, like a beer, like Bud Light. You know what I mean? Halftime show. I don't think that the NFL wants that. I mean, obviously you see all the beer commercials and stuff with all the beer ads all over the NFL. But I'd be more surprised if they go with like uh, this. Obviously going from Pepsi, not saying like they want to keep it with a drink, but I'm saying like you know what I mean. I I think they'd go more with like a company like Chevy. Obviously, it's going to be whoever pays the most. If Bud Light writes a blank check, the NFL is going to take it and run with it. But you know what I mean. That's just kind of how I think of this. But it'll be interesting to see who it is. I'd love if Coke just takes it. That'd be hilarious. That'd be so petty. That would that would be really funny. You know, like you know what I'm thinking. Like why they wouldn't go with a beer is because your 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 target market is yeah they're diminished. trying to. At yeah. that point, because you can yeah. only go for two people over 21. Everyone drinks Pepsi. It's not thinking about it. I don't know if they would go with shit. I mean, I guess everyone drives, too. I mean, But I think they'll go for something <laughs> that had the, tar- the target market is literally anybody who watches the TV. Mac, yeah. you just made a good point. I could definitely see it being a car company. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, if it's going to be a car company, I could definitely see it being Chevy. Because yeah. that's just, I feel like that's the, just the most dominant like, in terms of like... Advertising. The official truck isn't the official truck. The NFL, the F one fifty. I could be tripping, or maybe it's the Steelers. Not here. <laughs> I didn't even radio. know that there was an official truck. There's an official honest. everything, dude. There's an official car. The NHL SUV. Oh, you remember those commercials when they're always like official truck of the of the NFL? You know how much money they pay to be able to say that? 
Yeah, but I feel like there it's not only one truck that's able to say that. Yeah, because the I, I like well so like the the she- the Silverado can be the official truck of the NFL because Chevy wrote a check for that. But like I see like whenever you go to like the mall in Pittsburgh, you'll see like a F one fifty sitting there with Steeler stickers all over it and it'll be like the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know what I mean? Well, but, like, isn't Ford a huge sponsor of the Steelers too? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean... Like, that's what I'm saying. So they can, like... It doesn't matter if, like, they they sponsor the NFL. These individual teams can get money from whoever, like... That's like, for example, if Coke does take over the NFL... But it won't. It won't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But, but that'd be that'd be that'd be pretty cool. I'd like I to see I'm that. The, I'm not one of those people that's like I don't watch the Super Bowl for the halftime show, obviously, and there's a lot of people that do. But I, honestly, like that's my time where I'm like chilling, talking about the first half. I'm not really sitting there watching a concert, but I like peep up at it. But it's not definitely. I'm not super into it like the other like most people. I don't really like the halftime show. I can go without it, and I think it's played out to a maximum. I'd, I'd rather no. hear me out. I'd rather the analyst talking about the game for twenty more minutes. Yeah, exactly. I but I, I I will say I do I do appreciate the commercials because Super Bowl commercials are known for being the best, and not that they they always live up to it, but they always do have like those like two or three commercials that are like really good. And, I like you know, you the, like good commercials. Yeah, I like how the commercials are like normally a little longer, and they play less of them. I mean, there's more. You know what I mean? Because throughout the game, but like they'll do like a stint of two longer commercials instead of like. Th- five really short ones that are really annoying because this is this is their opportunity to know that like people are actually watching to watch the commercials as well like every other everything else you like it's known for having good commercials so people actually sit there and, pay, and take the time and watch the commercials every other show you you when a commercial comes on you get up and get a drink and go to the bathroom or whatever phone. yeah so i don't know i feel like companies definitely take advantage of their product actually being like watched but it, I mean, obviously, do, the price is way could, steeper in the first Super Bowl game. We we could look to buy in as the hit the books halftime show. Yeah, that'd be awesome. See the pricing on that. Here, let's think about this. I truly think it's going to be a already big sponsor that the NFL already has. Maybe like that's what I'm saying, like Pro- Chevy. Or- yeah, I don't think I don't think it's Procter and Gamble, Caesars, Fanatics, Amazon, Oakley, Nike. Oh my god! What is a sports gambling? Bush. It's gonna be. It's gonna. Jesse, I can't believe you just said that. And it's definitely gonna be a sports book. That, like, I, I, yeah. With how big and fast that's growing, I think that is a hundred percent their alley. I mean, it's just growing at a rapid rate right now. It's no one's. Just, gonna, no one's gonna pay more money. Exactly, and like, who's more up and coming than like Caesars? Through that, or like f- any of these companies. As I, well, I'm not Who do you saying, think would take? They would never let Barstool do it because Goodell hates. Because Goodell would never take that check. They'd probably do draft Caesars is or... Caesars has the most Even money. Even Dave, in Dave NFL. isn't really Dave isn't really. It's Pen. It's Pen Gaming now that has Barstool. Yeah. But it is Dave's face, obviously, at of Barstool. Yeah, he wouldn't want the logo associated with the NFL. Barstool is also like not a big. I don't feel like it's not even a big enough sports book. It's not enough places now. According, according to like, I mean, not according to, but uh, comparing to like, see, that's another, that's another thing about Caesars. if they go, if they go the route of like a sports book being the official sponsor of the halftime show, like, can they do that with it not being legal in sport in certain states that are watching the? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Well, th- I, Caesar's I, Entertainment owns hotels in Vegas and Atlantic City, and you know. Well, I'm saying like they're not in, 
We're not in states that aren't legal to gamble. Yeah. And the NFL is obviously countrywide. Right, but they're advertising their Worldwide. brand of Caesars, you know what I mean? Rather than just a sports book. It's, yeah, yeah, true. yeah you're, not, the, you're not wrong. It's a yeah. destination. It, it, and, unless it's, it's FanDuel you know. or DraftKings. That's a different story, obviously. But some of these bigger companies, I think, are going to be the ones that do it. Caesars, MGM, something like that, in my opinion. Where it's not solely based on sports betting. Correct, right. Not saying the sports books don't have enough money. They can, you know, those companies can yeah, but it's, easily it's, dish it's, that it's, out. It, but you guys make the correct point of saying it's not legal everywhere. So it's it's all about the image and, you know. Right. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they go with. All right. Next, Baltimore Ravens have signed former Bears and Broncos cornerback Kyle Fuller, who gets to return home and play in Baltimore. Yeah, it's a, I think it's a good addition for the Ravens. Their defense is known, you know, every year for being tough to play against. Obviously, guys like Marlon Humphrey and Patrick Queen, the guys they have on defense, Kalias Campbell. So, uh, Ravens added another guy. He was good at Virginia Tech. Um, I actually didn't know he was from the Baltimore area until I saw where I posted this from. But, um, yeah, he Virginia Tech guy drafted by the Bears. And uh, where was the other team? Broncos, yeah. Um, he, that's a good addition for Baltimore. Yeah, it just makes uh, you know a strong Baltimore team that much stronger. I don't know. I just feel like this team's so unpredictable. They do just keep adding like something little each year. They just have one of the best drafts. They're gonna, they're gonna, I, I, they're my pick to win our, my division, AFC North. Yeah, I think they're gonna be pretty dom- pretty dominant. At what? At what do you mean? Like uh, what like what what would the record be winning that division? I don't know. 12, 12 and 5? Yeah. 13 and 4? Yeah. I think Lamar, I, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if Lamar has an MVP year next year. I'm not saying like MVP wins it, but like, I'm not even saying up for it. Just he like could. a tough year, you know, or like a really good year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Dobbins back in the lineup. I don't know. I just, I'm always, I think Baltimore always could have a good year. Yeah, we'll see. Indianapolis Colts sign former Super Bowl champion quarterback. Nick Foles, reuniting him with coach Frank Reich, who was his offensive coordinator with the Eagles in 2017 when he led Philadelphia to a Super Bowl title. Two-year deal, it said $2.5 million a year. Is that correct? I saw, I heard Ian Rappaport on Pat McAfee's show saying that the Bears are going to be paying most of his salary that they still own. Yeah, like, okay, then that's right. It was like the Bears were playing, paying $1.5 million and they were paying $1 million or something, and yeah, that was, it's it was like a, it's slowly a really paid off. It's or a something. really cheap deal for the Colts, and he's coming in to back up Matt Ryan. Obviously, a, a new year or a new quarterback for the Colts. Obviously, they've been bouncing around quarterbacks the past couple of years after the early retirement of Luck, and it'll be interesting to see what goes on in Indianapolis, especially with obviously the tight with the situation in Tennessee going with the trade AJ Brown. It's going to be that division's kind of up for grabs right now between those two teams, obviously. Jacksonville and Houston are a step behind, but I'm I'm definitely interested to see what goes on with the Colts this year, especially if Matt Ryan goes down. Foles is able to step in there. He's stepped in many teams and just been consistent and gotten the job done. He has a running back like Jonathan Taylor. He can turn around to. You know what I mean? I'm saying that's for Matt Ryan and Nick Foles, but that's that's where he's the best is when he has to come in off the bench. Yeah, as we saw his uh, Super Bowl win, even though that was, I mean, like everyone says high scoring game, so it wasn't a defensive game, but Philly's defense won them that Super Bowl. Yeah. But uh, no no knocking Nick Foles. Big dick Nick. Good for him. Signed he got, or glad he got signed. 
Yeah, good for him. Go, I'm rooting for the Colts this year. Hoping to go to a game. Like, seriously, Steelers play at the Colts. I'm really trying to go to that. You're trying to go to Indy? Yeah. Me and Jesse are. I didn't even realize. Never been to Indiana. Yeah, I haven't either. That's nice. You should go to that. Yeah. Probably not too far from you either. Jesse, what's the drive? Like six hours. Like six, yeah. Browns officially re-signed defense engine Davian Clowney to a one-year deal. It seems like at this point in his career, he's just missed their one-year deal and just keeps re-signing one years and either gets hurt or proves himself and gets another one. But Yeah. Yeah, he's been kind of uh, all over the place recently. I kind of but, um, I expected him to stay in Cleveland, especially with getting Deshaun Watson and the the upside that they have coming into the season. But um, yeah, he's an effective effective player. So yeah. And uh, speaking of Deshaun Watson, Browns uh, quarterback Baker Mayfield will not be attending OTAs uh, as expected, obviously. But um, things are going to get interesting in Cleveland. What happens with him? You're going to wonder if something happens pretty soon if they wait right before training camp. Or just get rid of him, dude. Like he. He doesn't deserve to sit there and be on the bench. Like That's he, what I said. He deserves to have a chance. He's a, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, he's a he's, like, he's a first overall pick. Dude, he's not like a shitty quarterback either. He's gotten you guys. He turned that. Not that they've like completely turned around, but that organization has gotten a lot more respectable since he got there. So I know they. I know they've built around him for the past few years, but I, I think he definitely deserves a spot. A spot. Starting spot in the league somewhere. There's definitely teams that could use him. I agree, hundred percent. I think he's a start. He, there's no way there's the thirty quarterbacks better than him. Yeah, he's very disrespected, especially after all this is going down. I mean, end of the year last year, he did. He he didn't do very well, but I don't know. Everyone's looking at him. He's got. He's, if he messes up, you feel everyone throws a bunch of shit at him, and you know, it'll be interesting, but. There's a couple teams I could see him going to, like Carolina. Obviously, they just got Matt Corral, and I saw Dar- Sam Darnold say today he thinks he could be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. <laughs> That's hilarious, but um, Carolina's the team um, I could see him going to. Sam Darnold makes some throws sometimes, and he extends plays sometimes, like he is an elite quarterback. But at the end of the day, he's still Sam Darnold. Yeah, he has flashes. And speaking of OTAs, Arizona Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray will not be attending OTAs this week, as expected. No new update on contract talks for the former number one overall pick. What do you think happens with him? Uh, I don't know if he's a free agent after. I think he's a free agent after this year. He wants the new deal, wants his, his big money. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. Could you see a situation where he's not a Cardinal? No, not really. I think his relationship with that team is too good and. I mean, he's done what he's needed to do. They That division was the best division in the league this year, probably. And he was at the top of it the entire, the, the entire uh, season. Started the season 8-0. You know, he got a big win against Dallas week, week 16 or whatever it was. I mean, I don't know. I think he's done what he's needed to do. Pay the man. Yeah, I agree. Just, uh, did you see the uh, Arizona Cardinals are going to be hard knocks midseason next year? I did not. I saw a bunch of memes of people saying, we'll get to watch the demise of the Arizona Cardinals live. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, dude. That team has so much potential. I don't know why. Kyler Murray's a good quarterback. He deserves to run that team, I think. Yeah, I agree. 
he's definitely, I mean, he hasn't, how many years has he been there and how many years has he missed the playoffs? Um, he got there, he was drafted in 2018, his first year is 2019. He missed the playoffs this past year, right? No, he made it. He was, dude, they were yeah, the, they played the, they they played the Rams, they played the Rams. Yeah. They they won the division. Last year they won it they they made the playoffs too. I think it's only his his uh rookie year. Yeah. Okay. And that team wasn't good. That car that Cardinals team had no hope. No. Dude, the Heat are so bad. They haven't hit a shot and couldn't even tell you how long. Yes. Steelers name VP Omar Khan to be the franchise's next general manager in replacement of Kevin Colbert. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Kind of saw this, right? This was pretty expected. Everyone keeps saying the. I mean, the Steelers have been talking for years that this guy's kind of been grooming. They've been grooming this guy to be one of the kind of big wigs in the organization, whether it be, I mean, being the vice president of the Steelers or any NFL team, it's obviously a very high role. Um, and with Colbert stepping out uh, this past, I think, last week or the week before was his last year or his last week with the with the team but Khan's gonna step in there I mean I think he'll do a good job but it's tough to say with the general manager obviously Colbert going through this last year's draft or this past draft with the Steelers so it's gonna be interesting to see you know how the contracts and everything you kind of tough to say right now as he you know what I mean it was just named but it'll be interesting to see what he does as Colbert you know what I mean obviously had the success that he had um over the past however many years, but yeah, some big shoes to fill. We'll see what happens. Yeah, time to change change the course a little bit and see if this guy can do something. Alrighty, let's look at some of these future odds for the NFL coming into this NFL season. Uh, we have most receiving yards in the regular season. Um, I'll go through maybe top six, and then if you have any players specifically that you want to look at, or Mac, you have any odds uh, you want to hear on some some of these guys further down, I can look at them. Top guys in order are Cooper Cup sitting at plus eight hundred, Jamar Chase plus nine hundred, Justin Jefferson plus nine hundred, Travis Kelsey plus eleven hundred, Devonte Adams plus twelve hundred, and Debo Samuel plus fourteen hundred. Travis Kelsey sitting there at four with the departure of Tyreek Hill, who's now tied for with Stefan Diggs at plus 1,700, right behind Debo. What are you thinking here? I mean, dude, how can you, like, uh, plus 700 for Cooper plus Cup? 800. How can you go against Cooper Cup? I don't know, but, like, that... Justin Jefferson, maybe. He's proved, he's proved, he's proved you can't guard him. Yeah. And he's in the same system as he was in last That's year. That's what I mean. Like, with the same players, with the same quarterback, the same other receivers. Defenses, know, they, they know what he's going to do. They still can't stop him. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know how you can go against Cooper Cup here. I think he cleared up him by like 500 or 400 yards last year. And I think the only other guy that's worth taking a shot with is Justin Jefferson. And I'd like him at like 1,100, not plus 900. I'd rather take Cup at 800. I just, I just don't think he has a good enough quarterback. But he just airs it out to him. That's all they can do. Yeah, but... Yeah, I, I agree. Know. I'd, I like Cup. Yeah. I'd even take Chase plus 900. But I just don't... I think it'd be cool. Let's see any long shots. Huh? Let's see any long shots. What, what's Debo at? Debo's 1,400. CD Lamb's 1,700. There's no value in CD. 
D- Dak uses all of his receivers Ju- way too much. Judy with his new quarterback like Russell Wilson is plus twenty five hundred. Yeah, AJ Brown twenty five hundred. There's some value in AJ Brown. Mike Evans plus two thousand. I don't know. You keep, you keep would, scrolling down. Think, None of those I'd guys be, are gonna win. I just I think you go safe here and just Cup, go coop. Yeah. I don't know. I thought he would be like plus like four. I thought he would maybe. too. All right, rushing yards. All righty. Most rushing yards in the regular season. Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor tied with plus 450 favorite odds. Behind them in third, or I guess second place technically, is Dalvin Cook sitting at plus 1,000. Nick Chubb plus 1,100. Najee Harris plus 1,600. Elijah Mitchell plus 1,600. Joe Mixon plus 1,600. And Antonio Gibson. Plus 2,000. Bro, if you were to ever shop these and like actually place bets, you just need to go book shopping because the, the odds on this DraftKings is so different. Najee's plus 1,000 on DraftKings. 1,600 on Barstool. And he's 1,600 on Barstool. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. What do you have Dalvin Cook at? J- Seven fifty. I like the uh, Dalvin Cooks who I like the best, and I'd rather. Uh, and he's at a thousand on yours, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, and then JT's five hundred. Derrick Henry's five fifty. So there, it's better to go on DraftKings. Yeah, but everyone else, it's definitely better to go. What's Chubb still. at? I don't like him, but what's Chubb at? Eight hundred. Eleven hundred. Elijah yeah. Mitchell. What's he at for you? Eighteen. Okay. What is he after you? Tabat Najee with Joe Mixon. What about Javante Williams? Two thousand. Fourteen. What? Yep. All right, I'm gonna give you a long shot. Austin Eckler. Twenty-five. Three thousand. Zeke. What about Zeke? Four thousand. What? Twenty-two hundred. No way, uh-huh. he's four thousand. Plus four thousand, bro. Imagine you take up you take Zeke at plus twenty two hundred on DraftKings, and somebody told you he was plus four thousand on on Barstool. That's why you got a bookshop, dude. Who, here's who, dude. Zeke is tied with Lamar Jackson for the most rushing yards next season. <laughs> at plus four thousand. Lamar Jackson's plus four thousand on mine too. Same with McCaffrey, Miles Sanders. McCaffrey's 28. Wow. So who would you go with here? Samuel plus 6,000. I like Dalvin Cook. I don't even see Debo. You like Dalvin Cook plus 1,000? I think he's... I think he's a a good value pick there. If the Steelers had a better offensive line, maybe Najee, just because he... Gets the carries. Jesse, who would you go here rushing yards next year? Tough one, honestly. Derek Henry, your fantasy running back. Yeah, he killed it for me last year in fantasy. Until I love that. But like 450 is no good. What was he on? Yeah, um, the, the value there is just not there. What was he on DraftKings? Like, what was the difference on like the favorites there? Uh, he's 550, which I okay. still don't think is. I think value comes into play at like plus set. 750, 800 when you're talking about 
like like a passing or a rushing yards leader or something like that because it's it's so broad anything can happen. It totally also agree. very easily like, could be Jonathan Taylor, like or Derek Henry. Like he, I mean, it's, I I I feel like it's not going to be one of them too. I feel like a rushing a rushing leader comes out of nowhere almost every year. Like Jonathan Taylor won it last year. Jonathan Taylor was n- probably not even top ten odds. Eh. Alrighty, let's look at the uh, most passing yards in the regular season next year. The favorites: Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes sitting at plus seven fifty. Tom Brady at plus eight hundred. Matt Stafford nine hundred. Burrow at plus a thousand. Tied with Derek Carr at plus a thousand. And then Josh Allen and Dak Prescott are tied at plus twelve hundred. What's Mahomes? Tied with yeah. Herbert. Wow. He's fifth on DraftKings. Mahomes is? He's 900 on DraftKings, and there's four guys ahead of him. Actually, he's tied for third, but he's like the fifth name. Herbert's 550, Brady's 700, Stafford, Burrow, and Mahomes are all 900. Interesting. What's Josh Allen? 1,000. Tied with Derek Carr. And Dax, 12. It's Russell Wilson. 18. Aaron Rodgers. 2,000. He's 14 on here. Deshaun Watson. 18. Jesus Christ. He should have much higher odds than that. Because he might not play a full season. Yeah, he's, well, he's actually definitely not going to play a full season. There's no way they don't suspend him yeah. six games. It's exactly what they're going to give him. Value six pick games. here is I'd go with Stafford. Uh, I don't know. The same reason I picked Cup, I'll go with Stafford. One of those would hit. Okay, yeah, you're right. One of them would. I'd go with. I mean, Mahomes is plus nine hundred on my on DraftKings, so I think there's value there. I also think Dak has value at plus twelve hundred. He throws the ball fifty yeah. times a game. Um, those are the two value picks. I Josh wouldn't really. Josh Allen twelve hundred. Yeah, Josh Allen has value as Russell well. Wilson. Herbert's like... way too high. Brady's way yeah, too Brady's high. Yeah, Brady's way too high. I'd like to see Russell Wilson airing out, airing that ball out in Denver. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think, think he'll. It, I don't think he breaks. He'll he'll, he'll do what he, he'll do what he always does. He'll start the season really hot, and then it'll be he's gonna start having to play some of those tough divisional games, and we're gonna see how good that Denver team really is. Yeah. Um. Who um who won it last year? I don't want to look it up because I want to know. I want to say Stafford. Look it up. I actually yeah, have no I'm idea. Sure I'm looking it up. Aaron Rodgers? No, definitely not. Tom Brady. It was Tom Brady. You're right. 1,316 yards. So he had 5,300 in a 17-game season. That's I, I feel like that's kind of... Actually, no, I guess it's kind of high. 5,000 yards used to be a crazy year. Plus 300, that's even better. Yeah. You think so? 
I feel like every every passing yards leader always had five thousand. That's what I mean. That's the guy that he led. Yeah. Okay. So adding an extra game, you add an extra three fifty yards. That makes yeah, sense. Three fifty. You know what I mean? Like if you're saying I have five thousand yeah. yards through sixteen games, and then you say, "Oh, I played seventeen games and I got fifty three hundred." It's like, damn, you threw yeah. for an extra three hundred yards. That's like, that's a good game. But the average, like most, of the, you think about what most of these guys yardage prop is set at going into an NFL Sunday. It's like two fifty eight, two ninety. You know what I mean? Like, there's not. If you throw, if you throw for two hundred ninety four yards over a seventeen game span, you that's five thousand. So you're averaging when you throw for fifty three hundred yards, you're averaging over three hundred yards a game. Yeah. Fifty three. What did he throw? Fifty three. What? Fifty three. Fifty. Yeah, you're throwing three. He averaged three fourteen yards a game. That's a fucking really good yards. For for a forty four year old, yeah. All right, that's gonna do it for us in our NFL segment. I think next we got some NBA. With the Golden State Warriors leading the Dallas Mavericks 3-1 to in the Western Conference Finals. Series heads back to Golden State as the Warriors try to eliminate the Mavericks. Yeah, I mean, we, we had that play last night. We had Warriors money line. I, th- I think we completely misread that situation. I thought the Mavs were dead. I thought they weren't going to. I thought even Luka was going to have a bad game. I thought Steph was going to come out, drop another 35 like he's been doing. And um, they were going to go. They were just going to. Wait to see who they play, but we we should have known. There's they're gonna try to win it. At, they're gonna win it at home. NBA gets their extra game for views and to make their money. So I guess we just misread the situation. But I don't know. War. I don't see anyone beating this Warriors team, especially not those two Eastern Conference teams. Yeah, you know, the Eastern Conference teams. You're saying you like the Warriors over either of these teams? Yeah. Yeah, I think the Warriors yeah. win this year. I I don't see a situation where they don't win it, unless Boston comes out firing. But their their offense has looked too slow. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I think the Warriors. Um, they definitely look good. They should have had this series wrapped up, but they're gonna play Game Five. Obviously, I think they'll win this game by like twenty. But it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, Warriors minus seven and a half tomorrow yeah. might be a play. As far as this other series, obviously, series is two two, but Boston's winning this game right now. Three minutes left in the fourth, eighty nine to seventy six. So, uh, knock on wood, you can count that out as a win for Boston. But looking like they're gonna head back to Boston for Game Six, leading this series three to two. Looking like they can wrap this thing up on their home floor. Yeah, this Heat team looks so fucking so dead, man. They. If you're watching them, if you watch them in Game Five, I mean, Jimmy Butler's airballing shot after shot. I mean, Kyle Lowry is twenty-one minutes, zero points, four fouls. The team just looks dead. There, I mean, they're probably injured, but so is Boston. So they better figure it out. I don't think they're gonna go to Boston and win a, and win a game. So I think the series is done. But you know, if they could figure out a, game, a way to win Game Six, maybe Boston has a few players injured or something, get it back home give themselves a chance, but I don't know. I think the Celtics already locked this one in. Yeah, I think I think same thing. I think they go back to Boston and wrap this thing up. They're not going to lose in, in the Garden. I agree. 
All right, that's about it for the NBA, I think. NHL, our bread and butter, the playoffs going on. Bye-bye Panthers. The Tampa Bay Lightning take down the Florida Panthers in four games, shutting them out in game four. Vasilevsky is nuts. Game four was the first time the Panthers were shut out all season long. And the Panthers uh, had the most goals in a single season in the salary cap era. The Lightning will play the winner of Hurricanes and Rangers. 49 saves from Vasilevsky in that game four series clincher. I I, kind of want to go off on the Panthers. I mean, what a shitty performance in this whole series. I mean, they come into the playoffs against a shitty Washington team. Made them look decent. Gave them a few wins. They they escaped just because they were the President's Trophy winner. They play the worst team, so that's why they escape. Then they come into a a series against a Tampa team that they've literally dominated the entire season and shit the bed four straight games. I mean, Vasilevsky's good, but this this is the best offense. Again, they the most goals in the salary cap era. Is that what it was? So yes. I, it's just so embarrassing. How does a team like that? who has so many players on it that, that want to win a cup. Giroux comes there to win a cup. It's his only chance, honestly, in my opinion. And they shit the bed for it just four straight games. I mean, Vasilevsky played great, yeah, but in this day and age, it's so if, if a team is playing so well and their, their, their chemistry is that, well, is that good, a goalie is not going to make a save that's impossible to stop. And that's just what we've seen multiple times. So it was, just an, it was a pitiful performance. Yeah, it was just a pitiful performance by a team that had so much hope coming into this playoffs to, you know, finally make a run towards that cup, and you, know, you get swept four games nothing. So that's all I have to say about them. Yeah, obviously the, the everyone was talking about the power play with the the Florida Panthers coming into the playoffs, how high flying it was, and obviously how dry it went in the first round, and hoping they could get things back going in the second round against Tampa Bay. Obviously, we know they got number number or number eighty eight net Vasilevsky, like you said. He played a hell of a fucking series, let up three goals in four games. I mean, everyone knows how good this guy is. Like, you don't have to say it, but um, Tampa Bay just took it to him. Obviously, like you said, Florida's offense just couldn't get it. Three goals in four games. I mean, the, like you said. Dude, I mean, like, if, if your offense is moving like that, like, you're going to get pucks past the best goalie in the league. It's just that they just didn't have it. I mean, we had Tampa. We were riding Tampa, so. Yeah, we were. I mean, yeah, we it's saw it the money. entire way. Next series we got is Carolina and the Rangers. Carolina jumping out to a quick 2-0 lead in the series, winning games 1-2 and two at home. Going back to New York at MSG, the Rangers were able to come right back and win 3-4 and four to tie up the series at 2. Let's see what we got tomorrow night. In game five in Carolina. What else you guys got? It's been the story of Carolina, to be honest. I mean, their home record's, what, 6-0? and And then no they're 0-5 yeah. on the road in their, in, in their two series. Which is actually pretty crazy. I think this is the first time it's ever happened. But, I mean, all, all four games, Gerard Gallant said it the best. All four games could have been won by either team, I think. I mean... We just won our home games. They won their home games. But game one and two, we easily could have had either one of them. And then I, I think the same thing for these games. I think Carolina could have had them if they just got their bounces. But I, we we just got to steal one on the road. It's as simple as that. I don't think Carolina beats us in, in MSG in game six if we can win this game five. But 
you got to win one on the road, and that's the story of the series. So hopefully the Rangers can get it done. I think this is a really good matchup for them. I think they're playing well against a team that they played awful against the entire season. But, you know, I mean, this can go either way. So hopefully the Rangers can come out on top. I think back to what you said about how you said either team could have won any of the games. I agree, but I think the Rangers dominated the games in Carolina more than Carolina had any chance to win the games in New York. Yeah, I I actually do agree with that too. I think especially game one, we should be up three one right now. I mean, you can't lose that game. You're up, you're up for forty minutes out of the game, and you just blow with two minutes left. I mean, I don't know, but yeah, you're right. I think Rangers are actually controlling more of the games than Carolina is. If yeah, that makes sense, absolutely. Which is surprising because I didn't think it was going to go that way when it comes we came into this series. It's going to be interesting to see Game Five tomorrow night. Game Six is Saturday. I'm hyped for that. You think? Um, you think the Rangers can pull this off, or you think they it just goes home, home, home? I wouldn't be shocked if the Rangers win tomorrow night. Um, as far as like betting it, I'd have to see what the odds are. But. I don't think the value will be there. I think the Canes are only minus 140. That's tough. Dude, Shesterkin's playing I mean. so well, too. He's playing He's playing like he did in the regular yeah, the season Rangers at this point. Are, yeah, so... It was, it was just Pittsburgh in his head. Yeah. So... So, I don't know. I just, I, and we, we kind of exposed Ranta in the last game, I think, putting up four on him. That's the first time either team has scored more than... I think they got three the first or the the second game, but one was yeah. an empty netter. But it's the first time a goalie has actually gotten like exposed in this series, yeah. I think. So I don't know. Could be that could be in his head as well. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting tomorrow night. Yeah, it'll be good. I think they both whoever wins it runs into a brick wall in yeah. Tampa. But agreed. See so you can get there. All right, next series, Edmonton Oilers lead the Calgary Flames 3-1 to one after winning last night 5-3. to three. Series heads to Calgary as the Flames will face elimination in Game 5. Mackie, what do you think happens in this game? I, I, I don't think there's any chance Oilers win this series 4-1. That's what I was thinking. I think Flames win this game. Yeah, I think the Flames look pretty disappointing. Yeah, I do. This team was so good in the regular season, and they're just shitting the bed. It's another Panther situation. Another, yeah. I mean, it's just another inexperienced team at the end of the day. I think that's what it is. I think you're right. Matthew Kachuk, you know, Goudreau, Mandy Apani, they're all brand, they're all brand new yeah. to the situation, and they're really not handling it very well. As you could see, they're just they're, they're all over the place, in my opinion, and they're getting too too much into the trash talking and winning that dictate the way that they've been playing when you have McDavid and Drysaddle skating circles around you and just dishing it off to Evander Kane to have a three-point night every night. Yeah, he's been the story so, of the series. Uh, yeah, I mean, he has been, but it's just been McDavid and they've just been giving him the damn puck and he's been scoring on an empty nest because he has no attention drawn to him. Dude, I think this is the best thing they could have done. They, they've split up McDavid and Drysaddle for so long. Like, put them together. They're lighting yeah. it up. I'd be like, yeah, you two play together, and uh, we'll just run the other four lines, or other three lines. We'll just run 
lines. Dude, the other it's like you guys play together. The other three lines will just be yeah. when you want to rest, and when you want to get back out there, stand, go back out there. Because that's like up. it's literally yeah. their only offense. It's gotten them this far. Let's send them two with Hyman every shift. Yeah, dude, it's just insane. But I don't know. I think, I think if they get this back to a game seven, they'll win it at home. I don't. I think Oilers win it in six, though. Yeah, I'm on you. I'm with you on that. I, I want to see McKinnon versus McDavid so bad. I want to see that really bad too, and I think it's set up for us here. I hope so. That'd be such a good series. And with the Blues win tonight, that series, Avs and Blues, goes to six games. Game six will be in St. Louis. Do oh, the Avs close it out Louis. in St. Louis? Yep. I never like a team to win it on the road. I, I just don't see. I don't know. You guys got anything about that series? I just can't. I just. Yeah, I, just I thought it would be over by lost. now. I'll give you that. I just can't believe they just lost. Yeah, I, I still think the Avs obviously win the series. I don't see them blowing a three-one lead. I, I maybe they get it done in Game Six. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. They are not losing another game in in. Colorado, though. They're 1-2 and two in this series in Colorado. I say, they've lost two home games. And they're... Dude, they're, their home record this season was like 28-5-2 or something like that. It was ridiculous. It is crazy. This team is... The St. Louis team doesn't go away. A good series. That being said, let's look at some uh, NHL Stanley Cup champions odds. On MGM, we got the Avs coming in at plus 145, the Lightning at plus 260, Hurricanes at plus 550, Oilers at plus 650, Rangers plus 1200, Flames plus 2000, and Blues and last at plus 3000. What are the Lightning? Plus 260. Yeah, should have got them before this series started. Yeah, out of those teams left, give me the Lightning. I agree, I agree. Yeah, I mean, how can you not? It doesn't even have value, but it's the only value. Avs are like even money at that point. What are they, Avs? 145. They were 35 on DraftKings, but there's no value there. Rangers are thirteen. What are they on on your book? Twelve hundred. Rangers aren't winning it, so it doesn't really matter. I don't know. Yeah, I think the Lightning have the only value here. One quick note from the PGA: Justin Thomas coming back from down seven strokes on Sunday to win his second PGA Championship by defeating Will's Zalatoris in a three-hole playoff. Huff, crazy matchup. You yeah, said. I actually ended up watching this. I uh, watched not all day Sunday, but the last couple of holes of the of Thomas's round. And um, obviously, I forget the guy's name from Chile. He was leading all day. Ended up falling apart Sunday, which uh, ended up having Thomas and Zalatoris go into the three-hole playoff, uh, which is the role for the, the PGA Championship. So it was a crazy comeback. I saw some tickets on BR Betting and 
groups, Instagram and Twitter, that uh, some of these people got Justin Thomas Sunday morning at like plus 3,000, plus 3,200 to win it. Just crazy odds, but um, yeah, came back and won it. I feel like Zalatoris is always in the top five and just never wins. So whenever you saw him going into that playoff, I feel like if you could have locked that there, I would have put my house on Thomas, but easier to say that now than, you know, in the moment, but the way Thomas was playing, I just kind of felt like he was going to win that. And it was, they, they kept showing his parents. It was weird. Like, it was like, I don't know. You would have thought it was like Tiger whenever he won the Masters. And then they kept showing his kid. But I don't know. They just kept showing Justin Thomas's dad. And he ended up winning. But second PGA Championship for him. Yeah, another major in the books. But not much else for me. I wish I would have lied bet him plus 3,000. But, yeah, it wasn't. Who is that guy that, um, that like, Went went on to eighteen with like a three stroke lead and then double bogeyed. Yeah, dude, some guy had like a fifty dollar bet on him to win it. Maybe not fifty, but it was probably more. But it was to win like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and he didn't hedge or anything at any point. I did see that. I did see that. I don't know how much it was, but it was a little amount to win a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And dude, that's a that's a life-changing amount of money. That's just a brutal loss. And you know, and at that point, you don't even hedge. If you have a three-point lead going or three-stroke lead going into the 18th hole, you're like, I have this. You think the money is yours? <laughs> Could you imagine? I I think I would uh, retire. Yeah. I think I would definitely retire. That's a tough beat. Double bogey on 18 to lose 100. He lost more money than that, but. Do you see the difference? Justin Thomas obviously won. He got like three million, and then dude ended up getting third. Yeah, but yeah, that kid—he came in like he got, fourth, he or got third, third. Or whatever. He came it was in. a difference of like two point six million dollars. No way! Oh my god, God, dude, the nerves got to him. Yeah, the difference between first and third was like two point five million. What did he win like, himself? Though? Yeah, I'll give you the exact number because I saw it on ESPN. Like seven hundred thousand, like six hundred, but I'll pull it up right here. One eight seventy. Thomas won two point eight. So difference, difference of two million. Uh, two million. Fucking. That's a two million dollar double yeah, bogey. A million right there. per stroke. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That one, that one sings for yeah. a while. Fucking congrats to Justin Thomas. Good for him. That's all for me. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah, boys. Thanks for coming on, and we'll be back next week. Yes, don't forget to check out our daily picks in the NBA and NHL playoffs. Here, we're doing good. We're we're hot. Keep an eye on us. You're lost if you don't. Listen to Mackie. And that's going to do it for us this week on Hit the Books Podcast. Thank you for all the support week in and week out. Please be sure to share and check out our various social media platforms and check out our website. All the info is located in our link tree in the description below. And always remember to hit the books.